gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Josh Funangst, and we have a lot to talk about on Courtesy Heat the Podcast. We, we just need to jump right into this. I'm not going to do anything fancy because the NBA ends in two days. April 9th, playing tournament begins um, April 11th, playoffs start April 15th. And right now, I want to give you guys the playoff picture. I want to give you guys the remaining games. I want to give you guys everything. Because we could talk about the injuries. We could talk about... Oh, Kyrie Irving is going to be getting re-signed um, come this offseason. That's all well and good, but I want to focus on the here and now. I have some great announcements. Really do. Can just jump right into them now because I feel like that would be the best course of action. So, um, there's really no good excuse, but... I was absent from the podcast for over a week now. That's four or five episodes. So, I just want to apologize and say that I'm sorry. There really is no good excuse. I just, I I simply, I don't know what happened to the time. My schedule, for whatever reason, got just um, crushed. I don't even know how that happened, but look, we're here. And because we're here, and because Courtsy Heat covers basketball, mainly the NBA, from now up until when the playoffs begin, the day after the postseason begins, which will be April 16th, from now up to 18th, will be nine straight days of week and some odd days straight of podcasting. So guys, hope you're getting ready. I hope you're excited. We're going to have nine straight days. We're going to be going through today, through the holiday, through a random Wednesday. But I want us to be able to cover the plan. Cover the playoffs. Start the playoffs. Then we'll be able to recap that on April 16th. And what day is April 16th? Uh, hold on, um, April 16th, that is, is that a Saturday? So that's a Sunday, my apologies. That's a Sunday. So even better news for you guys, when I'm done with that Sunday podcast, that night, I'm going to roll in, and I'm going to record podcasts for Monday, then for Tuesday. So f- for the next 10 days, from now to the 17th, you're going to be hearing my glorious voice, and I hope you guys are ready. So we're going to be going for the playoff picture. We're going to be going for all the breaking news. We're going to be going through everything that I could possibly talk about. But today, guys, put it simply, we just talk about the 2023 playoff picture. We're talking about the remaining games from today up to April 9th, Sunday, April 9th. 
and we're just going to cover everything in between. I'm going to give you my early feelers on those teams and how far I think they're going to go. Just my prediction. Um, these are not my official, um, I don't know, playoff bracket, I guess you could call. These are not my official NBA final predictions. Nothing like that. I'm just going to go through it. I'm going to just put some feelers. I just want to get our brains working in that direction. Simple as that. So, I don't know if you guys were checking out yesterday night's games. Um, what was that? First day game. Uh, that was a first day. So, first day's games. There were only five. You saw the Cavaliers beat the Magic. That was by 24. The Heat blew out the 76ers by 28. The Thunder took care of the Jazz. They won by 16. The Spurs got the late game win over the Blazers by 2. And the Suns pulled out a victory over the Nuggets. I guess, and this is why I've read and this is why I've saw from the limited action I saw on social media. That we pretty much did not play the first 40 minutes. And we only played... Suns basketball for the final eight minutes because I checked the scoreboard and I'm like, wow, it was really close. I, I saw all of the stars were playing. I didn't realize this was the same team that Phoenix faced not too long ago. When was that? I think that was this past Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday. When we reversed them at home. So we're again, we're just wrapping up that homestand on that home stretch, but. They beat the Nuggets by four. But I guess the, a win's a win. You're still undefeated with Kevin Durant. Chris Paul has still defied the odds. He has gone and assist in every single one of his games in his entire career. He's never had one game in his entire career, postseason and regular season, without having an assist. To me, that's truly extraordinary. I can't fathom to you. I've seen there are a bunch of guys, but to go from your rookie season up until now, and he's been playing for beyond a decade. Has to be. Hold on, I'm going to make a quick Google search. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my keyboard. Just is what it is right now. He's been here since 2005. It's 2022. Somebody do the quick math for me. Hold on. Give me a second, people. Was I like 17 years? Yeah, I said 17 years. Well, I'm just going to do this really fast because... Yeah, 17 years. I was right. Sorry, I just had to do the quick math. I had to do the quick math. So, did I like how the Suns won? No, but we got the win, so that's all that matters. Now, what really matters is... Is that the Suns, they're taking on the Lakers tonight. And as far as we all know, the Lakers are the 7th seed. And as we all know, the Pelicans are in the 8th. Think about that for a second. I want you guys to think about that. And with that being said, I'm just going to jump into everything. I'm going to jump into the seating. I'm going to talk into the standings real quick. Before I get to the playoff picture, I want to talk about the playing tournament. In the standings surrounding that for the East and for the West. For the East, it is super, super clean. It's simple. The Pacers, they're out of it. 
They're four games out of 10th. They're out of it. Same with the Wizards. Same with the Magic, Hornets, Pistons. All of those teams. So, all those five teams, they're eliminated. So, it's already been confirmed. For clinched playoff playing position, you have the Hawks, Raptors, Bulls. So, like I, like I mentioned the last podcast episode, I still recommend you guys listen to that. Even though it's a week old, I still have things that are relevant to today. That, remember, I said in the East, it was going to be a lot more cutthroat, and it was going to be a lot more, I guess, simplistic than what it was going to be in the West. In the East, you only had a not even a handful of teams. You only had two to three teams, if that, battling. And the only two teams battling right now for a spot is the Nets and the Heat. Nets here are secure because they don't have to go into... Well, that's not true. So it goes from 7 to 10. So the Nets and the Heat, they're trying to battle outside of the playing tournament. They don't want to be inside. They want to be all outside. And curl on the outside, you have the Nets. The Heat, they're in the playing. Despite clinching the division, that means nothing. Divisions don't mean anything in the NBA. It does not work like the NFL. It just doesn't. And I don't know if baseball goes by. I'm pretty sure baseball goes by um, divisions. I don't care. We're not talking about the MLB. We're not talking about the NFL. Right now, we're talking about the NBA. And the NBA says, look, this is this, and you have to follow this. And divisions aren't huge in the NBA. Divisions are simply irrelevant. It is irrelevant. As much as I may hurt you guys to know, it is simply irrelevant. So, yes, you can say that the Celtics clinched, the, uh, the, clinched their division. And same with the Heat. I mean, the Celtics, they're going to the postseason. They're locked in for second. So, when you're reading this on Google or you're going to ESPN or wherever you're trying to find the standings, you're going to see with orange, with green, or blue. Blue means they clinched conference. That would be the Bucks. Clinch division, Celtics, and Heat. And then the green symbolizes clinch playoff position. That would be the 76ers, Cavs, and Knicks. And then you have the blue. That would be the playing position for the Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls. So the only team right now not to be lit up, and that's not eliminated, would be the Brooklyn Nets. The six-seed Brooklyn Nets, who are above 500, who after getting rid of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and having this whole debacle, are just absolutely dominating. I'm not saying like dominating like they're going to win a championship, but I'm like, they rebounded nicely. And now they're starting to pick it up. I get that they're 5-5 five, five in the last 10. I get it that they're not having a lot of momentum. But they're fine like heck to stay 6. Because the probability of them going to 5th, that ain't happening, my friends. That ain't happening. As much as we want to pretend like that's going to happen, that's just not going to happen. Like, the Knicks only have two more games, but how many games do... 
Um, the Nets have. Hold on. They have one. The game's against the Magic today at 4.30. They have two. That will be Sunday. Yeah. So, they're five for six. And I don't know if the plan would be better for your team. I'm going to explain why. The plan generally is not good. And if there is one thing I would change about the plan, I would have just kept it between 8 and 10 seeds. But I get it that it forces players to play better and teams to play better. And you're like, okay, we have to get top 6. Because it also could put, uh, creates compelling matchups and storylines. I don't, I don't know if storylines is the right word, but it creates compelling articles. It, comp- it creates compelling uh, airtime. When you say, look, the Nets and Heat, they're neck and neck. They're only a game different. They're only a game difference between 6 and 7. And Nets is going to decide their future greatly. And as far as I know, they're not playing each other again. I don't think they're playing each other again. I'm checking this out right now. No. Uh, 76ers, the magic for the Nets. The Heat should be able to beat the Wizards today at 4 p.m. And the Heat should be able to beat the Magic. If you can't beat the Magic or the Heat, or I'm sorry, or the Wizards, that's bad. And you should probably be deserving of the playing spot. Just my opinion. I get it. People have different opinions, but you get where I'm coming from. So, East, pretty straightforward. The planes are locked in. So, from 1 to 10, it's already locked in. I'm going to get to the playing tournament in a second, but I want to hop over to the West real quick because I think this is uh, very important because this is the most talked the West has ever been in recent seasons. At least in my opinion, it's never been this close. We only have two 50-win teams. Normally, we have three or four. You don't have teams just scraping to get 40 wins or just hovering around 500 because I actually want to go through this if you look at last season you saw yeah you saw last season the Jazz Nuggets they were scraping for 50 they're only one or two games out of that but the Suns Grizzlies Warriors Mavericks they were all over 50 wins they won 50 games. If you go the season prior to that, and I get it, we're going to that COVID era. I get it. Except when only 72 was played rather than 82. But that was the last time we saw four. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the only time we saw two 50-win teams. But that was a very interesting season. I'm not... That was a... Yeah, it was just a very interesting season. But when you go to 2019-20, you only saw one. But then you saw a lot of higher up 40-win teams. So I guess if you really do want to break it down, you could be like, well, you could make an argument about anything. But then you come over to 2018-19, you see the first five teams are 50-win teams. Then you see Spurs and Thunder 
with the Clippers scraping for 50 wins. I hate seeing this because my Phoenix Suns were 19-63. and 63. We only began to get better when it was 2019-2020. That's why I love that. You remember, that was the bubble. When we had an a and run the bubble. Then the stupid, stupid Nats cost us that game. We won our game. All they had to do was win. They lost. They lost. So upset that that actually that actually hurt me. I, I was watching on my phone that I was downstairs in my parents' bedroom because we were renovating. I was renovating with my dad my parents' bathroom. We were painting it, and I remember taking a break and turning on my phone, and I saw the score, and I was praying to the universe that. The Nets were going to win. And they didn't. I thought the Nets were going to help the Suns. I'll never forget where I was at. That almost made me cry. I ain't going to lie. That legit almost made me cry. Anyways. I can keep going down these seasons. All the way to 2014-15. If I wanted to. And going lower. But. I just want to say. The West has never been this close. In this crucial, in this critical, in this hyper-focused in a very, very long time. Because what makes this, like, anomaly, I guess you could say? What makes this rare? You see a team like the Nuggets and the, uh, and the Grizzlies. They're rocking it. But then you see teams like the Warriors and Lakers. They're not rocking it. The Lakers... They're in the plan. The Warriors, they're praying to God that they don't have to be in the plan. So you understand where I'm coming from. You have to understand where this is all coming from. The Clippers, Warriors, and Lakers, and Pelicans are all within. They're all within a game or right there. Clippers, Warriors have the same record. Lakers, Pelicans have the same record. The only reason why teams aren't being swapped around, the Warriors are in fifth, and the no, is because of the uh, in-season record that these teams hold against each other. So the Clippers beat out the Warriors, Warriors beat the Lakers, Lakers beat the Pelicans, and so forth, um, or so on, whatever. And then you come down to the Timberwolves and the Thunder. So here again where it gets really interesting. The only four teams that clinch the playoff position are the Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns. From 5th to 10th, it's separated by 3.5 games. But if you go from 5th to 9th, 2 games. And if you go from 5th to 8th, 1 game. So the Pelicans could be a 5th seeded team. Same goes to the Lakers, Warriors, and then you can see the Clippers going eighth. So this is getting very crucial. This is getting very critical. So we're about to see what these teams are made of. We're about to see what these teams are made of. That is an absolute fact because the only four confirmed teams are the Suns, Kings, Grizzlies, Nuggets. Suns are on a seven-game win streak, might I add. I am very happy. Like, I am very, very happy. 
It's just crazy. All of these teams, the Warriors, who are a dynasty, they're six. The Lakers, for all of their history and who they have on that team, they're seventh. The Pelicans, unfortunate season. I and I know you can say that about a lot of teams. I know you can throw in the Clippers. I know you can throw in the Warriors, the Lakers, the Suns. Throwing a lot of teams, the Pelicans. But it's also really funny because the Thunder, they're not locked in at 10th like the Bulls are. Because the Mavericks, they're a half a game out of 10th. So. The Mavericks are facing elimination from the play-in. And let's just go over some Mavericks schedule quick. They got to take on the Bulls today. Then they have to take on the Spurs on Sunday. So, again, hoping that things go correct. Mavericks need to win both their final two games. Need to win the final two games. It just gets really, really interesting. This is the closest you ever see from 5th to 11th. It's four games. And as far as bad as the Mavericks been playing, and they've been playing atrocious, 3-7 in their last 10, they're sticking in there. You just, but thank goodness... That the Thunder are decent. While they're good, I don't know. They've been they've been up and down this season, but they've been putting together something. But they're four and six in the last ten, so they've had a rocky past couple of weeks, but definitely in the past ten games. Very interesting to say, nonetheless. I just want everyone to realize the severity. The Jazz, they're not making it. Same with the Blazers, same with Spurs, same with the Rockets. This comes down to the Mavericks and the Thunder. Because just like the playing situation on the East with the Nets and the Heat, the Thunder and the Mavericks have much more at stake because whoever loses, whoever wins, whoever, however that falls out before the ninth and on the ninth and after the ninth, are going to be A, Making the playoffs or being missing the playoffs. And the Thunder have the upper hand. They're the better team right now. I believe that in my heart. And you better hope that they don't have like an oh my goodness situation. Either of these two teams. And while we're talking, I actually want to pull up their head-to-head matchup. I don't know. And I apologize, but I do not know... The tiebreaker on that. I, I, I don't know the tiebreaker. Should I know the tiebreaker? I, I don't... To be honest, I don't think so. I'm just looking at this. I'm trying to check the last time. Because they haven't played the Thunder in, a, in quite a while. Yeah, last time they played them... Um, I'm checking. Uh, 
I know October 29th they lost in OT. So yeah. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? The Thunder beat them 2-1. to 2-1. One. One, I don't think they're playing them again. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. No, not no, not today. 5.30 p.m. They're facing the Bulls. The Mavericks are. And not Sunday because the Thunder facing the Grizzlies. So that means that the Thunder need to lose and the Mavericks need to win for the Mavericks to stay because the tiebreaker automatically goes to the Thunder because they're the better team. That's why back on 1-8, when they lost by 11, it was so crucial. But back then, you're like, oh, that's fine, the Thunder. Sure, they won the tiebreaker. Sure, they won the series. Hold on, wait a minute. They're fine. Surely the Mavericks are fine. They're fine. They're, they were 20... They were 23 and 18. OKC, 18 and 22. They thought the Mavericks sure had a little stump, but they were going to have rocks star fire. Boy, have the tables have turned. Have the ta- the tables have turned indefinitely. And now is a fight for their life for 10th. Thunder versus Mavericks. And you would know how you know how epic that would be? Thunder versus Mavericks, April 9th. It's a primetime game. Everyone's tuning in because you know that this is make or break for both teams, but the severity of the Mavericks not making it is just astronomical. Now, they're gonna try to retain Kyrie. They're gonna try to then they're gonna definitely keep Jason Kidd. But going beyond that, you have Luka Doncic, Kyrie up against um Shea Gilge Alexander, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, the other Jalen Williams. You know that they're bringing the fire. These are two big teams, despite the record. Good, good, solid teams. And I know the Mavericks aren't proving that right now, but they are. Trust me. You don't want to face them in the playoffs, even in the playing. That is a guarantee. It gets very, very interesting. It gets very interesting. So, with that being said... How would this all match up in the postseason? So, playoff picture. I'm going to look at the playing tournament. I'm going to look at the playoff for the first round. So, I'm going to start on the West. So, let's say it all ended today. Or, let's say it stayed the same. No one else changed in the standings. So, what would this be? Ugh, sorry, I'm just trying to get myself comfy. It's, it's been one of those days. Just just bear with me on this, please. So, the Lakers would be taking on the Pelicans. To make things more clear, this, pardon me, the 7th seed Lakers pick on the 8th seed Pelicans, what does that mean? So, I'm going to break this down here. Because I know the playing tournament could be a little bit confusing. It has stumped me several times. I am not ashamed to admit that. Every time I play 2K, 
I want to just rip my hair out because I never understand. And no, I am not a moron. I just cannot understand for the life of me. Even though we have like this simplistic layout, just it, it does not matter, okay, people. It does not matter. Any anyways, anyways. Um And I don't know about you guys, but I am a visualizer, so let that be known. Let that be known so the winner of the seventh eighth seed team of the seventh seed and eighth seeded team they would go face the grizzlies because you gotta remember one eight two seven three six four five that's traditional playoff standard that's just a standard of the playoffs one eight two seven three six four five right that's just standard but when you add in the playing tournament, all you're really messing with is, okay, who's going to be the winner of 9-10? Okay, who's going to be the loser of 7-8? Who's going to be the winner of 7-8? Because now once we figure out the winner of 9-10, they got to play the extra game. But the winner of 7-8, they get to go to the 7th seed. So if you're in the cruddy spot of 9 or 10, you got to play the extra game. And if you are the cruddy team that comes in as the loser in the 7th, 8th team, I'm, ugh. In the seventh and eighth seed battle, then you gotta play extra game. So really, the only person being benefited here is either the Lakers or the Pelicans. Everyone else has to duel it out, and there is no double take. There is no rewind. It's just you lose, you lose, you go home and you cry. That's that's life. So focusing on the West, you have seventh seeded Lakers versus eighth seeded Pelicans. The winner of that would go face on the Grizzlies. And to be honest, I would take the Lakers and the Pelicans. I don't care about CJ McCollum. If I'm the Grizzlies, I think you have more firepower than the uh, New Orleans Pelicans right now. I honestly believe that. And I would say the same exact thing for the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't care if they have a healthy AD, which never happens. I don't care if they have a healthy LeBron. He don't scare me. That team don't scare me. Austin Reeves could be the second coming of Kobe Bryant. He's not. Just saying. Then the refs probably will be getting like 30 free throws that game. Not kidding. Doesn't matter. The Grizzlies better. I want Jaron Jackson Jr. I want John Moran. Sure, we've lost a lot of people. And make no mistake, I'm not the biggest fan of the Grizzlies. But I can respect their game. I can respect the game. I can't respect that team. I take Jenkins over Ham and Green combined. I take the I take the entire coaching staff over theirs. It's just simple as that. I will always take in this situation, this scenario, the Memphis Grizzlies right now over the Lakers and the Pelicans. And LeBron's not even going to make it to the first round. Now you may be saying to yourself, well, isn't he already in the first round if he wins? I'm actually hoping the Pelicans just technically upset because LeBron's on the team. Upset the Lakers and go to 7th. Because I would find it really funny if the Lakers missed the playoffs. Because three of them missing the playoffs are going to bounce in the first. That's how I'm looking at it. Then it's like Memphis versus Pelicans. 
or Grizzlies versus Los Angeles. So now I want to go to top and we're going to see 9th seed Minnesota versus 10th seed OKC. The winner of that game gets to go on to play second and that's going to be the game against the loser of the 7th seed team game. Of 7th seed game. They, whoever's the poor soul who has to go face to kill Jokic. Even though he's no Joel Embiid, which who really can? And I'm not kidding. I would debate anyone on that, please. By all means, rarely am I wrong, so I would just stay out of it. That's just my humble opinion. But no, joking aside. So it's you're going to be Minnesota or OKC facing Denver. Figuring... If they beat the loser of the 7th, 8th seed team. Oh my. The 7th or 8th seed game. Like, why can I not speak today? Like, everything has just been so incoherent for me. I swear. It is so annoying sometimes. Because, trust me, I know English. I know how to speak. But this is not one of the days. This is why. This is why I want to become a journalist. This is why I want to just write content. Because I don't have to speak it. Anyways, I could see this where this where it gets funky. It's where it gets funky. So let's say the Pelicans beat the Lakers. Okay, they go down there. Then the Lakers have another shot. They have a redeeming. They just have a redemption. Because if you're a tenth seed, you're just automatically out. But now if you're 7th or 8th seed, okay, you have that fallback game. You just have to go for the pain even more. And I don't know if the Lakers-Pelicans would rather go for the extra pain face Nikola Jokic or just beat their team, play that one game, and go face John Moran the Grizzlies. I don't know. Like You have to pick the lesser two evils. You have to pick your poison. And I don't know if you really want to do it on those two guys. I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't know what you're going to choose. But. But. Let's say the Lakers lose. And they go play. OKC. Who would. Who would. Never rather face. OKC or the Lakers. They would rather face the Lakers. Than the Thunder. Why? Because the Thunder. Are better than the Lakers currently. And if you guys are too fragile. To hear that. Uh, sentence. Then I'm sorry. But it's true, this state of the Lakers season and the Thunder season, I take the Thunder 9 times out of 10. And if we're being completely honest, if Denver gets rattled and they get shook and they get swept, or even if it's just they get beaten, even if it goes to a Game 6 or to a Game 7, do you know how bad that would be if they lose to an 8th seed, regardless of the team? That's not going to be good. It's just not going to be good. Same goes for Memphis. John Morant. The whole, the whole, the whole thing. Very, very, very interesting when it's all said and done. Because we can go through, well, if this team wins, like what's the probability of this team winning and this team losing and then all going into the second game for the winner or loser of their respected game that they either won or lost. What we want to find out is this. 
What happens here? Like, who's, like, how is this really going to set up? Because both of these teams, record-wise, they're all matched up. All four of these teams are all matched up. But while I'm going to put a pause on that, I'm going to pin, I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm going to transition myself over to the Eastern Conference. And Milwaukee is going to be taking on the AC team. Boston, they're going to be taking on the 7C team. Right, remember 1, 8, 2, 7, 3, 6, 4, 5. That whole uh, wrap-up of traditional playoffs, right? So, in the 7th seed right now, you have Miami. In the 8th seed, you have Atlanta. In the 9th seed, you have Toronto. In the 10th seed, you have Chicago. I take Chicago over Toronto. I take the Bulls over the Raptors any day of the week. Why? Because of momentum. Because Chicago is actually the better team. I don't care if you have Fred Van Vliet. I'm taking Zach Levine. I'm taking whoever's on Chicago. I'm taking DeMar. I'm taking Vujovic. I'm taking everyone on Chicago versus Toronto. And you can have a certified elite player in Pascal Siakam. And a, and a good slash almost great player in Fred Van Vliet. But when push comes to shove, you're going to see the Bulls on top. That's just my that's just my feelings. Those are my early feelings. Those are my I just want to preference this all. These are not my final predictions. I'm just spitballing, just pulling out feelers and seeing how much I agree with myself. No matter how egotistical that sounds, y'all understand where I'm coming from. So then you come to Miami and Atlanta. This actually gets interesting to me. This gets interesting to me. I don't know who to pick. I honestly don't know. Miami or Atlanta, Jimmy Bauer, Trey Young. Bama Bauer, Clint Capella. Kyle Lowry, no matter how busted he is, versus Tower Hero, maybe. I, I'm taking Atlanta. I love Eric Spolstra, but Quinn Snyder. If you had to go off a coach and you give it to Eric Spolstra, but you have to go off the chemistry of the team and how they're just performing and just who they are, that's that's a toss-up. That's it's not some random coin flip and you hope it's luck. Sure, there's some luck, but these teams are evenly matched to the point where it's hard. But going through that, you're either okay. Hold on, before I go through that, who would Boston rather want to face? The Hawks or the Heat? If if I'm Boston, if I'm the Celtics, I take I take the Heat because they're inefficiency. But the same could be said for Atlanta. Same could be said for the Hawks. It's just it's just there, and you would rather do that. But here's the thing, whether it's Miami or, or Atlanta, the Celtics, 
who were once in the NBA Finals with JT and JB and the gang, they're not going to lose to a 7th seed team. And I don't care if it's going to be Miami or Atlanta. Those two teams don't stand a chance to the powers of Joel Mazzola and Jason Jalen Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and all those fabulous players. That would be ludicrous to try to say, we're going to beat the Celtics. You have that mentality. You don't have that loser mentality. You have the winner mentality, but you know what you're facing. It's just like if the Thunder were facing Denver. You know what you're facing. Or if the Lakers are facing the Grizzlies, you know who you're facing. You're facing a 50-plus win team. You have to understand that. So I think Boston could take either war. I don't think the Celtics really care, to be honest, in my humble opinion. And I think the same could be said for Milwaukee. I don't think the Bucks are looking at this. I don't think Giannis Antetokounmpo right now is like, oh, goodness, what am I going to do? Oh, if Toronto makes it through, I may not be okay. Who gives a crap if Toronto makes it through or if Chicago makes it through or if Miami you have to face Orlando? And vice versa for Boston. They have to face Toronto or Chicago. It does not matter. Hold on, time out. Yes, sir. My argument would still be my argument would still be the same. Yeah, my my argument would still be the same. More from Milwaukee because the Celtics can't play someone in ninth or tenth, just because they can't make it back down there. Because you don't have that fall game. But do the Bucks really care? Do they give a crud? If it's Miami, they have to face or Atlanta. Or Chicago or Toronto. No. And if you get beaten out by that quote-unquote eighth-seeded team or reality before the playing tournament, a tenth-seeded team, that's going to look really bad. That's going to look really, 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 really bad. Like, if you lose to a tenth-seeded team or quote-unquote eighth-seed after they advance for the playing tournament, that's bad. And that's just not right. That's the beauty of the postseason. Not going to lie. So wrapping up with that. Because in the coming days. We have 10 more days of this. Which I'm excited. Praying for no sickness. I'm going to be covering this in depth. And especially once the playoff picture solidifies. And we have the official playing tournament schedule. And then I'm going to be making all my predictions and stuff. So see that come April 10th, April 11th, or both days. So real quick, uh, let's focus on the West real quick. Phoenix will be, uh, uh, the Clippers will be taking on the Suns. Kings will be taking on the Warriors. And then on the East, the Cavaliers will be taking on the Knicks. And Philly will be taking on the Nets. Those are the confirmed matchups as of now. Phoenix could be facing, really when it's all said and done, the Warriors. They could be facing a very. Di- they could be facing the Lakers. 
who knows? Like, it's all wrapped up within a, a, a couple of games, less than two games, if you really do think about it. Just utterly crazy. Just utterly crazy. So, before I wrap up this podcast episode, I want to tell you guys, for all the remaining games of the 2022-23 NBA season, I actually think that's very important. So, I want to just go through, I just want to go through all the games, starting on today, April 7th, that's a Friday, all the way down to April 9th, that is a Sunday. Then I'll have that day break until the plan starts. Okay, never mind. Just thinking about my schedule. Leave me alone. So for today, Heat take on the Wizards. Pistons take on the Pacers. Rockets, Hornets. Raptors, Celtics. Magic, Nets. 76ers, Hawks. Knicks, Pelicans. Grizzlies, Bucks. Warriors, Kings. Suns, Lakers. Bulls, Mavericks. Um, the Mavericks game, the Lakers game, the Nets game, um, those are going to be the biggest games. Oh, and the Heat game. Why would those all be very important? Because remember, 6th, 7th, Heat, Nets, you got that going, you got that brewing. Every game counts, legit, I'm not just saying that to say. The Lakers, they're fine, they don't, they can't afford to lose any games. The Mavericks definitely can't lose any games. Um... So you got those. Those will be the major one. Then coming here on Saturday, April 9th, you only have three games. Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers, Clippers, Timberwolves, Spurs. Timberwolves and Clippers, those two games are going to be very important. Jazz game, it's whatever. I don't expect them making. uh, I think they're going to be eliminated. I don't know if they've already been eliminated. Hold on. That would be really embarrassing if they've been eliminated and I did not hear about that. But, hold on. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so Jazz are officially eliminated from postseason and playing contention. So, Jazz are worthless. So, Jazz, they're eliminated. So, really just Trailblazers eliminated, Spurs eliminated, but these should be two easy wins. But, I don't know. Timberwolves, they should be able to win that. Trailblazers, good luck with that. But you got to remember, Clippers can't lose a game. Timberwolves can't lose a game. Because if Timberwolves lose a game, then they could be... They're pretty much just stuck at ninth, And you already won 8th. So you have that fallback game. Just being honest. Gets very interesting. And then 5 for April 9th. That is a Sunday. That is the final day of the NBA regular season. Oh man. Oh. And all of the games get done by 12:30 p.m. So they all start 10 a.m. and they get done at 12:30 p.m. Um all these times are Mountain Standard Time. Just may not be clear. Or Arizona time. Whichever makes you guys remember easier. I just go by easy time. Everyone just remembers that. Everyone I can have a conversation with someone. They know what time it is if I should say AZ time. It's, how the, it's just how the country works. That's that's a fact. But no. So we got Pacers, Knicks, Bucks, Raptors, Pistons, Bulls, 76ers, Nets, Hornets, Cavaliers, Hawks, Celtics, Rockets, Wizards, Magic, Heat, 
uh, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Thunder, Clippers, Suns, Spurs, Mavericks, Kings, Nuggets, Jazz, Lakers, Warriors, Trailblazers. All very, very good games. I can't wait for the Clippers-Suns game. I can't wait for the Mavericks-Spurs game. All these games are vital. All these games are excruciatingly painful. Yeah, painful to watch because, well, especially if you're a fan of that team, you're probably going to get eliminated for the postseason. <coughs> Mavericks. I didn't say that, did I? But no, that wasn't in the Thunder. The Thunder is still fighting, so they got to be able to beat the Grizzlies. And you're going to see a lot of teams send their players. I don't think the Bucks are going to be going full 40 minutes or even 30 minutes for Giannis or and or Drew or any of the Brooke Lopez. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see like a lot of sitting. I think John Moran is going to be playing on that Sunday. I think you're going to see a lot of sitting. The Bulls. And they should be able to beat the Pistons. If they if they can't beat the Pistons, that is a severe problem. Needs to be handled immediately. But guys, with that being said, this is all I got for today's podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know this was a shorter podcast um, episode than normal, but look. 48, 49, 50 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Is still plenty enough of my voice. You're only missing 10, 15, 20 minutes, right? Not the biggest of deal. But guys, all joking aside, game's real serious. This is the puff picture as of the be- uh, beginning of Friday morning. This is the puff picture that we could be seeing come the playing tournament. Playing tournament starts April 11th. The season does end April 11th. Ninth, this is insane, guys. Where has the time gone? To be honest, oh, I'm loving it, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast episode. It means a lot to me. Again, uh, my apologies for missing this past week. That will never happen again. I honestly do mean that because I love when you guys tune in. Because I love to have an audience, but I'm loving that you guys love this content. And with that being said, peace out, y'all. You know where to find me on all social media. That ain't going to be hard. See y'all.